Well, good morning to everyone. I, I uh... yeah, there you go. All right, there you go. Yeah, there are people out there. Okay, good. That's a good thing. Anyway, it is good to see all of you here. You know, whenever we gather together like this, I'm always reminded that God's up to something. He wants to do something in my life. He wants to do something in your life. He wants to do something in our lives corporately. And God is bigger than each and every one of us, and yet at the same time, God is concerned with every single one of us. God has a design for your life somewhat different than everyone else's life. God has formed you and thought about you and fashioned you and shaped you to be the person exactly the way that you are. God took the time to think about how he was going to put you together. God thought about the, the characteristics that you would have in your life. He wasn't stopped at all by maybe your past. He was thinking about the future. He was thinking about when you entered this place we call our world, you'd have an impact. He believes that as each and every person he created, he created them for good to have an impression on the world. He's created you to be a person of impact. He's created you to be shaped by him, to live for him and with him, and so doing to reflect his character and nature. God wants to live in and through you because he has a world to impact that walks away from God, but yet he wants to take your life and mine and make a difference in somebody else's life. You make a difference. You and I make a difference for God because God dwells in us when we've asked him and invited him to be a part of our life. When we do, that transformation takes place. We're not left to bumble around with life. No, we have a mission and a purpose. We have a place to be, and we have an important part to play. When we choose to walk away from that part of God, we choose to miss out on the grander design of who God is. God, would you just impact your world through my life, is what we need to say. So today we're going to start a brand new series, and we're going to look at some of the key pieces that make a life, make up a life that is really dedicated to God. And I believe your life and mine, we want to be those kinds of people that are living at our optimal level with God. We don't want to miss out on the design God had for us and has for us. We want to make an impact. I've titled this series, The Impractical Life. Because when we follow God, things get a bit impractical. It's not practical to tell the truth all the time. It's not practical to live as a person of trust. It's impractical to live as a person of high integrity. And yet God calls us to be those kinds of people when we choose to follow Him and be servants of His and be a reflection of the person of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That is the power of the Spirit of God in us. That's where we're going today. When we talk about integrity, integrity is an interesting concept, isn't it? To be a person of integrity isn't just to be seen by others in the larger scope of things as making honest and right and good decisions in front of everyone else. Integrity has to do with who we are in the small decisions. Hey, as we start this morning, I want you to watch just a short little video. It comes from a movie called... uh, 
The Legend of Bagger Vance, which is a movie about golfing. And there's a place in golf where, you know, you have to, you have rules to follow and to live by. Let's watch this short clip. Don't hold nothing back. Moved. No. It moved. I have to call a stroke on myself. No! No! Don't do it! Please don't do it! Only you and me seen it, and I won't tell a soul. Cross my heart. Ain't nobody gonna know. I will, Hardy. And so will you. You've got to tell him not to do it, beggar. It's just a stupid rule that don't mean nothing. That's a choice for Mr. Junior, Hardy. No one wanted the penalty assessed. Not even Jones and Hagen. This was no way to win a match. Maybe you're mistaken, Junior. Maybe it moved before you touched your impediment. Might not have moved at all. The light plays funny tricks this time of day. A ball is deemed to have moved if it leaves its original position in the least degree, but not if it merely oscillates and comes to rest in its original position. Is she different? Can you be certain? Sometimes a ball will shudder and then settle back again, Jim. The ball was here, and it rolled to here. Hit it quick, old boy, before you have time to think about it. Integrity has to do with the little things, as well as the big things in life. We make excuses about integrity in our own lives. Let me read some 10 poor excuses that we use sometimes for not doing what God tells us to do. I'll do it later, we say. It's too difficult. I would fail. I'm too busy doing important things. Here are some excuses for what God says not to do. It won't hurt anything. No one will find out. I'll do it just this one time. God let me down. I deserve a break. At least I'm not as bad as... Everyone else is doing it. Those are the kinds of excuses we say to ourselves at points. But that isn't what integrity is about, is it? Henry David Thoreau said this, 
what lies before us and what lies behind us are small matters compared to what lies within us. If you and I don't think integrity is a big deal, we're missing it. We're missing God's character. Why is integrity so important to us? I love this verse in Proverbs that says, in Proverbs 2, 7, it says, He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. God is about protection and guidance for those who walk in integrity. In Psalm 51, the psalmist wrote this, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That's where integrity starts. It starts admitting where we are, which if you're like me, I have to do that quite a bit. I have to say to God almost on a daily basis, God, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me, because I'm a human being and it's easy for me to get off track. Why don't you say that with me this morning? Just that first part, create in me a clean heart, O God. Can you say that with me? Create in me a clean heart, O God. Let's say it again. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Now before we say it again, just think about what you're saying to God. And maybe say it to God right now. Let's say it again. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit in me. That's a prayer for us, isn't it? Well, this morning, if you're following along in your outline, I want to give you three qualities that come from the life of the prophet and priest Jeremiah. From the opening chapter, he talks about, with God, his challenge of living a life of integrity. So if you're following along with me in your notes, you might want to jot these down as I walk through. But the first one is this, integrity builds trust. Integrity builds trust. Jeremiah, the very first chapter, Jeremiah is in this conversation with God. And it says this, the word of the Lord came to me, came to Jeremiah saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah was a young priest. He was both a priest and a prophet. And not there wasn't very much acclaim on his life at this time. Early on, early stages, he didn't stand out among all the other people in any great way or among the other priests. Yet God pulls assurance into him and he speaks of his knowledge of Jeremiah's life even before he was born as he was being formed. God knew who Jeremiah was. He knows who he was. He knew his calling that he was going to place on him. He knew the impact that Jeremiah's life could have in a world where he would have impact over nations. He knew all about Jeremiah. He knew the, deep, the depths of the trust that Jeremiah was going to need to have in God. God knew that. God knows our needs. He knows the depth of the trust that we need to face the circumstances in our life. And he knows the depths of the trust that we need when he places us into situations to help other people 
and to make an impact. God is a God of trust. I have little confidence and trust in myself apart from God. I can appear greatly confident at times, but my true foundational trust is from something greater. It must be. It must come from God. Because God knows me and knows my purposes. He knows you and He knows your purposes. He knows that we need to trust in Him. When dealing with integrity, we must first ask ourselves two very important questions. We have to face them. We can't skirt them. We can't get around them. And I think they require openness and trust on our part. So here they are. These are questions for you to ask yourself as well as I ask myself. First, can I be trusted? Can I be trusted? Even more in that than that is this. Can I trust myself? Can I be trusted? Can I trust myself? Well, let me give you just a little bit of a, a short integrity quiz. Just a few questions on this quiz. You don't have to answer them out loud, but uh, be thinking about these as I give them to you this morning. Be honest about each of these questions that I toss out to you this morning. I think they're important. This is just a short integrity quiz. Do I strive for humility and wisdom in my daily dealings? Do I strive for humility and wisdom in my daily dealings? Here's the second one. Are my actions in harmony with my best intentions? Here's a third. Do I consider the impact of my behavior on other people before I act? Do I choose to tell the truth even faced with the possibilities of negative consequences? Do I stand for the truth? Is my conscience an effective monitor in critiquing my own thoughts and behaviors. Let me read that one again. Is my conscience an effective monitor in critiquing my own thoughts and behaviors? In other words, does your conscience and mind guide us and empower us to say no to things that are wrong and say yes to the things that are right? Am I living by a conscience and following it? Just a couple more. Do I consider it my duty and privilege to always act with integrity? Is it a privilege and an honor to act as a person of integrity? Here's the last one. Do I express my gratitude to others who exercise their integrity with me? I love what Billy Graham said. Billy Graham, for most of us, is considered to be a person of high integrity. Wouldn't you agree? Billy Graham said this about integrity. Integrity means that if our private life was suddenly exposed, we'd have no reason to be ashamed or embarrassed. Integrity means our outward life is consistent with our inner convictions. Our outward life is consistent with our inner convictions. 
Wow, that is amazingly challenging when we talk about integrity and being a person of integrity. The word integrity is, is amazing. It is a word that means how things fit together. It is a word that means how the parts are in harmony to one another. A person of integrity has their mind, their soul, their spirit, their actions all in harmony. They make sense together. I don't say one thing and act in entirely in an opposite direction. When I think about people and I speak into their lives, I'm not thinking negative thoughts about them when I'm trying to help them. I live in harmony. And in a life of integrity is a life that is in balance. It's not out of balance. So when we feel out of balance or where we project uh, some thoughts and words in one way, but in the back of our mind we're in an entirely different world on how we view people or what we think about them, we're not in harmony. God is a person who brings harmony to life. He brings us an integrated life. He puts the pieces together so they work, so they fit, so they have an impact. If you say, for instance, I love this church, but you're tearing down people around here, you're not living in an integrated way for God. If you say, you know, my job is great, but my boss is just a schmuck. That may be, seem true to you, but on the other hand, there's some, un, some things that aren't happening there. There's not an integrated peace in our life. How do we live those kinds of things? Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's workmanship. When we're committed to Christ, it's not about you and me anymore. Sorry. It's about Jesus. If you're not living for Jesus today, you're not integrated with God. When we live for Christ, we are God's workmanship for His purposes. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Our mission and purpose is to find what Christ wants us to do and do every good work we can possibly do to reflect who He is. And that should come naturally because we're integrated with His Holy Spirit in our life. If we're outside of that, we're not walking that way with God. We're not integrated with the Spirit of God in our life. Trusting God is huge in an integrated life. Trusting God when He promises you His involvement. He gives you and I the abilities to follow through with our commitments. He's the one we need to trust in when we are weak. When on our own we would crumble. We would succumb to negative influences and impact. We would shade the truth. We need the trust of God. We need to trust in His ability to see us through and to stand with Him. Here's the second one. Integrity brings courage. Jeremiah said this, Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them. 
For I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. What a statement for God to make into this young man's life. Don't be afraid of other people. I've got it planned out. I know exactly what I'm asking you to do. I'm going to be there. I'm going to rescue you. I'm going to provide for you, but you need to speak for me. It isn't always easy to speak for God. It isn't always easy to step up and say things that have integrity with them. People will misrepresent and misread. We'll misread us when we do that oftentimes, but we stand with integrity with God. God gives us courage in the midst of that. Ever feel unqualified and unsure what to say in a situation or what to do? I do. You know those situations where you're in, somebody asks you something, you're not quite sure how to respond? Not quite sure if you say something that's truthful, it might, they might really totally react the wrong way? Or how do we help people that have honest questions or they're challenged with whatever they're dealing with and it's hard to know exactly how to respond to them? Some time ago I was dealing with a young man and he was kind of falling in love with a young woman and she was a believing person in Jesus and he was on the verge, but he wasn't there yet. And he was trying to figure out, he was developing this deeper relationship with her and he, he was really desiring levels of intimacy with her. But some of those levels of physical intimacy were inappropriate before they were married. And he wanted to know what I thought about that, which I thought, that's great. But it's working through with him to see God's best design in the long run for him and in the long run for this woman is to honor her. But you know, we get into those situations where we don't always have all the answers. Another young man that came in and his wife had just left him. And he was just hacked at the church. And to him, it was full of all these hypocritical people. But he was really dealing with some other issues. But how do you open that person up when they have so much pain in their life to allow God to step in and build a bridge? But that's our job. Our job is to be courageous with God and to stand with God and allow the truth of God to speak into a person's life. We take steps of courage when we trust God. And we don't have all the answers, but we're obedient to God's calling on our life. God knows exactly what we need. I don't know if you remember the man Louis Zamperini who ran in the Olympics when Hitler was in power and he ran for the United States and he had come from kind of a broken, totally broken family experience. He grew up in Los Angeles, was kind of an outcast, got into trouble all over the place, but his older brother got him into running track and he was a really good runner and he went to UCLA and he ran track and he was so good that he made the Olympic team and ran in the Olympics. Then in the war, he was uh, captured in Japan and was interned in a Japanese prison camp and just pounded on. And he was a man of incredible courage and strength of will. But he wasn't a believing person yet. It wasn't until after he came back from the war that he found God. His wife helped him to do that. And he dedicated his entire life to serving God and to helping people stand with courage. He stood with incredible courage in his life. You can read that book if you want to that's about his life. It's called Unbroken. It's a great book. There's a film made of it. But he said this. Louis Zamperini said this. I waited. And then true to his promise, God came into my heart and life. 
the moment was more than remarkable. It was the most realistic experience I'd ever had. I'm not sure what I expected. Perhaps my life or my sins or a great white light would flash before my eyes. Perhaps I'd feel a shock of like, like being hit by a bolt of lightning. Instead, I felt no tremendous sensation. Just a weightlessness and an, an enveloping calm that let me know that God had come into my heart. Louis loved so much, he loved God, that he dedicated himself to serving him. He was an amazingly courageous person. But God was the one that supplied courage after that time in his life when he found him to take him to a totally different realm with God. Wouldn't you and I love to have the impact of courage on our life when the, the power of God steps in to say, I want to challenge you and change you and shape you to be a person you've never experienced before? You know, let me tell you a secret. He wants to do that today. He's not waiting till tomorrow in your life. In your life right now today, he wants you to turn to him and just say, let me pour courage into your life. Let me help you stand in the circumstances that you're facing today. Let me help you with your job, with your family, with your neighbors, with your needs. Jesus says, I, I want to come and change the world through you. I can bring courage to you. Here's the third thing. Integrity becomes servanthood. Integrity becomes servanthood. Do not be afraid of them, it says in Jeremiah. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then listen to this. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. God confirmed upon Jeremiah a gift. He placed his words in Jeremiah's mouth. He gave Jeremiah the right words to say in the situations he placed him in. God does that with us. God says, become a servant. Follow me. Be the person I've made you to be. Let me impact the world through you. Is it worth the risk to be a person of courage? Is it worth the risk to actually be a servant in the church, outside the church? Is it worth to take on the nature of a servant and reflect who Jesus is? Is it worth that risk? Is it worth stepping up and needing courage beyond yourself or trusting in a God that has a design? Is it worth the risk? You know, if you're a believing person, somebody, I've told you this before, somebody took a risk on you at some point to share the good news of a transformed life in God. Some of us have been living that transformed life, but it's kind of faded down. And today we need to get back on track in the, in the lessons of integrity to say, I need to stand with God. Not on my own. Brennan Manning, in, in one of his books, tells this story about a man named Dominic Voilame. And Dominic was a part of the community of the Little Brothers of Jesus in France some years ago. Dominic was a, 
a part of being a part of that, that church Christian community in France. But let me read you Dominic's story. Dominic, a lean, muscular, six feet, two inches, always wearing a navy blue beret, learned at age 54 that he was dying of inoperable cancer. With the community's permission, he moved to a poor neighborhood in Paris and took a job as a night watchman at a factory, returning home every morning at 8 a.m. He would go directly to a little park across the street from where he lived and had to sit down on a wooden bench. Hanging around the park were marginal people, drifters, winos, has-beens, dirty old men who ogled the girls passing by. Dominique never criticized, scolded, or reprimanded them. He laughed, he told stories, he shared his candy and accepted them just as they were. From living so long out of the inner sanctuary, he gave off a peace, a sincere and serene sense of self-possession and a hospitality of heart that caused cynical young men and defeated old men to gravitate toward him like bacon toward eggs. His simple witness lay in accepting others as they were without questions and allowing them to make themselves at home in his heart. Dominic was the most non-judgmental person I've ever known. He loved with the heart of Jesus Christ. One day when the ragtag group of rejects asked him to talk about himself, Dominique gave them a thumbnail description of his life. Then he told them with quiet conviction that God loved them tenderly and stubbornly, that Jesus had come for rejects and outcasts just like themselves. His witness was credible because the word was enfleshed on his bones. Later, one old timer said, the dirty jokes, vulgar language, and leering at girls just stopped. One morning, Dominique failed to appear on his park bench, and the men grew concerned. A few hours later, he was found dead on the floor of his cold water flat. He died in the obscurity of a Parisian slum. Dominique Volomoy never tried to impress anybody. He never wondered if his life was useful or his witness meaningful. He never felt he had to do something great for God. He did keep a journal. It was found shortly after his death in the drawer of the nightstand by his bed. His last entry is one of the most astonishing things that I've ever read. Here it is. All that is not the love of God has no meaning for me. I can truthfully say that I have no interest in anything but the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. If God wants it to, my life will be useful through my word and witness. If he wants it to, my life will bear fruit through my prayers and sacrifices. But the usefulness of my life is his concern, not mine. It, we, it would be indecent of me to worry about that. Dominique Voilome, a quiet person, an amazing impact.
Integrity builds trust in us. A trust that trusts in God. It brings courage to stand for the right things. Not only in the face of others, but internally in your own life. And integrity becomes servanthood. It becomes a life dedicated, like Dominique's, to living the life of Jesus in our world. I'm challenged by the fact that integrity is something that we can easily let slip by. And yet it is so essential to the core of the character of God. And anyone who wants to follow God, we begin there with God. We get in a place where we say, God, you are the one that makes sense out of life for me. You put the pieces together to make me live in harmony. You're the one that I want to reflect to others because there's great need. Why don't you pray with me? God, thank you that you provide trust and courage and strength of character and the ability to be servants of yours. Thank you that we have the privilege of being that. Today, God, would you just for all of us, would we be able to say to you, create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Just clean me up. And renew a right spirit, a spirit of integrity in me. Friends, I just pray for us today. There are so many challenges in this place alone to tear us apart, to tear us down, to cause conflict and division, to have people saying the wrong things and get us off mission. No, no, no. We are here to be the people of Jesus to each other and to our world. So God, create in us a clean heart. That is our prayer in Jesus' name.